There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This week on Up to 90, we talk... The Wonder Years. The Wonder Years! Yay! Yay. I didn't know. I forgot. Surprise. And I forgot you didn't know. We need to, do we need to sit down with our production team and the team. talk about the format? At the big, oh, Mysterious Jamie. <laughs> Mysterious Jamie, who's our producer. Um, Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Now, there's a big production team behind this. Huge. I mean, for hair and makeup alone. I know. Big, big shout out table. to Boohoo.com. Boohoo.com. Who are sponsoring our outfits, as oh, ever. Jesus. Or should we them? say the outfits are sponsoring us? Like, it's such a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> it's hard ever, to know. Do you ever go on to, like, uh, Pretty Little uh, or pretty little Things or whatever the fuck it's called? And you might have had a few little Venos. And you're like, like that, I can you, pull that off. Yeah, and then you look yeah. at the next day, and you be like, "Oh, not only would my arse be on display, my three arses." I'm not saying I'm big, but you know what I mean. Gravity yeah, is just taking you its toll. Asher, look, I got this dress. In everything. Do you know what I notice? It's like everything has lost the curve now. I, I just know. feel like everything's gone rectangular. The spring. The spring, the, the you know, spring is gone. See this dress here, the button. I was telling people about this today. My Ties are putting pressure on the button. It's already starting to rip. That I was poor only, button. I was only it's like, under serious pressure. Because I do have the tie. I do have camogie players' ties. Because my PE teacher did say to me, she's like, "You should be playing camogie," and I, she'd never see me with the camogie. And you stick. know, when you're not playing camogie, that's meant. That's meant as a as a hurl. Pardon yeah. the pun. <laughs> oh, Boom. Yeah. Up to ninety. Up to 90, up to 90, with Emma and Julie, oh, yeah. How are you, my friend? Asher, I'm all right. Here we are, coming to you live. Can we tell them where we're coming live from? So we're coming to you live outside Marks and Spencer's. In Liffey Valley. Liffey Valley. It's actually quite interesting because... Hub of activity, not creepy and all. Uh, my mother was a bit concerned when she heard we were <laughs> we were recording in an isolated car park. I, I reckon. But now. I said to mom, "That's showbiz, baby." Yeah, she doesn't get it. Sorry, mom. Uh, if we went, keep those, listening. See those three. We need you. We see those. Keep three, giving me money. <laughs> see those three teenagers over there. If we went up to them now, we could definitely pretend that we were undercover and get something. Oh, I'd love to go Did up that to ever them. Happen and be, you? I'd love to go up to them now and be like, "Listen, guys, would you buy me a drink?" Yeah, that's what I would love. 
Yeah. The, la- the only place in the last five years I have been ID'd, and look at this scrotum head on me, <laughs> the only place I've been ID'd in last, the last five years is the Marks and Spencers in Killarney. When I was buying, <laughs> I know, I was buying a bottle of sparkling rosé. Like, right. who goes drinking up the park with a bottle of sparkling rosé from m and yeah. So hilariously, the woman was like, I know this sounds terrible, but I can't sell it to you minus ID. And I was like, look at this face. I was she like, must have been on her final I was an exceptionally hanker looking. She just kept, she was obviously just giving kids drink left, right and centre. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But hilariously, there was a woman who was like, I'd say nine months pregnant mm. in the queue behind me. And she was like, oh, this is ridiculous. She said, I'll buy it for you. <laughs> and then she was like, the ironic thing is, it's like, it's not illegal for me. I can buy as much drink as I want. Like, good. so we had a good laugh about that. I rubbed her belly for luck. Did you? And away I went. No, I didn't. <laughs> I hate when people, I mean, you know, not that I've had the experience personally, but it does freak me out that people feel it's okay to touch your belly. Yeah, but I would have to rub your belly if you were pregnant. Ah, uh, of course. Is that okay? Okay, we've cleared that up now. Of course. I can't I think wait till we have a baby together. I know. <laughs> I know. Two moms. That'd one baby. That that's a sitcom. We could tell I mean we could tell. Would you let about me it. carry it though? Because you've I done would. three. I would. I think it'd be only right it. if we let Fred know somewhere along the line. I mean I could let I could just tell him for the first few months, oh, all that bread. It's just <laughs> You could tell him for a good And few you know months. what? He's such a sweetie, he'd probably be like, No, you look great. No, you haven't put weight on round your yeah. middle. But your face would look great and your hair would be fantastic. Oh, and the you've boobs so would be me. tremendous, Judy. And the nails. I mean, because yeah. my nails are in bits these days. Is yeah. it true that you get better nails you when do. you're pregnant? Uh, while you're pregnant, everything is better. And then everything a few months after you've better. had the baby, everything is, it goes to shits. Okay. But, then it, but I it want that okay high. Again. I'm willing to take the low for the high. Oh, my hair was like, I'd say I had four times the amount of hair. Oh my god, and you've such good hair and as you've it wait- is. You've su- you've such my little pony hair. Uh, I've, got, like really I've got a lot thick. of hair and it would, and it just oh the shine and the skin. No, hang on. And the first three it's only the middle part, really, now from sorry, it's all coming back to me. It's only the middle so part. Coming. Okay. So we have a particular middle class teenager. This is really middle class loitering oh, outside cool. Marks and Spencer's, oh, isn't yeah. it? I was raised by the straights. I mean, come on, it's Marks and Spencer's kids. I remember one time we were. They're making me nervous. In the field at night, and somebody came up. John B. Keane style. Yeah, somebody came up. It was really dark. Defending your right to water. the guards or something. I don't know. Oh, that old chestnut. Yeah. People started throwing stuff away. Yeah. And it was only like. Some t- you know the way there was always some tall lad who was like 16 but looked like he was about, he, like he was the one that got the drink yeah yeah so trying to look for stuff in the dark not yeah. easy but it is yeah that that was always very funny when people would just scamper yeah every we used time. to where would you go to, we used to go to out for meals in um, Captain America's and stuff to, and you to drink get drink there. to get drink they'd serve us drink they'd what? say you look the oldest and they'd serve us drink no and then we'd order all this food but by the time the food came we were completely hammered and how old were you when you were eating the uh, like not, Captain America? Not, not too young like 16 or something okay you know yeah, fair close. enough I mean it was it was different um, times it was probably kind of more of an outside drinker end of the 90s uh, yeah I did like outside the outside area I mean, there was always mo- was one all- guy who was willing to sacrifice his teeth for the sake of opening a bottle with expediency oh 
God. What do you reckon he's doing now? Married outside. with kids, like everyone else in my fucking life. <laughs> anyway, on that positive note, um, would you like to tell our listener about you pulling a Judy this evening? Yeah. We came to meet up because Judy lives in the sticks now. I live in the country. And we're only talking about seven hours a week. I mean, it's not enough. But anyway, we came to meet halfway and I forgot the SD card. God. Oh, I mean, because basically we both had poo-poo weeks. Oh, it was one of those, Desiree, laugh. Oh, laugh. I tell you, if Desiree had come up to me and started singing that song in my face, I would have punched her. And even if she'd been unconscious, I wouldn't have turned around to check if she woke up because I just was not in the mood for that song from her. What is that line? I'm I'm afraid to go. Afraid of the dark. Push you when I'm in the park. And there's no one else around. Oh, I get the shivers. We drew our eight spot away when he said he was a god. We've lost Emma. Um, okay, so let's talk about what we're talking about. Yeah. Let's do it. Wonder yours. Oh, also, little thank you to the people who've reviewed us so far. Oh, yes. Got Actually. some really sweet reviews. Do we have some shout-outs? We do have some shout-outs. Ian to... McGowan gave you... us a good, uh, good, yeah, good suggestion for doing an Everto. Um, Dakota apparently in town is a good one for doing a little sneaky poo sneaky poo nothing sneaky about it oh where's my phone I can't find my phone no, sure it's probably no, oh, there it is beside you love oh L1 alert nah. <laughs> I love yous oh where's my glasses hang on a second do you know what this message means Emma that'll be my mum the emoji although you know what my mum does she got a tablet she was never into tech, but as soon as it turned touch screen, she was all fucking over. It. And now she's just a on whiz. a tablet all the time, well, telling me about uh, carpool karaoke's. And I'm like, well, yeah, I've heard of it. Have you heard of this carpool karaoke? I'm like, oh, yeah, I have, I have. But she my likes mom's it, so gone okay. mad into her tablet. Mad for ah, Netflix. Yeah. She, I mean, you think you binge watch? She's and mad then, for this. Oh she? my god! I think she got House of Cards like all seasons done in the space of a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the house fell into like disrepair. English, English one, an American Dad went one. back on the drink. Like everything yeah. just fell apart. But she was up to speed. It's beginning to look a lot, lot like Christmas. Yeah, maybe that's why man start hitting the tablets in December. They're just like can't yeah. handle this. Well, it's the new wine o'clock. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> Anyway, go on. Yeah, hit me. Kelsey Shout got in out. touch and she was telling us about Kelsey. Mel- yeah, ah. she's from New Zealand. Isn't yes, she? yeah. I think because uh, thank you so much, Kelsey. Kelsey was the one who pointed out that we got it wrong on Sam Neil. Sam Neil was a Kiwi, not an Aussie. I preferred you when you thought it was Richard Hammond from. Oh, Top that was Gear. a funny one. Yeah, the one on. episode that you know the way he's never listened to an episode of us. Fred, oh and yeah. we're still together. And he did <laughs> listen to that one episode. Oh, which I prefer. I managed to point out a major faux pas, and yeah. I just said, "Listen." You said that guy from Top Gear was in Jurassic Park. I said, "You're sleeping on the couch tonight," and then I said, "But cuddles." Because um, I'm like that. Would you like him to listen to the podcast though? Nah, sure. Where be the like? You can't like. Where's the fun in talking about him if he's gonna listen? I know. I'd hate. I. I don't know. Does Shane know we talk? Shane knows we talk about him though. I'm sure they he does. Know. Yeah. Sure, we sent it to them last week. Yeah. We d- oh my Do you god! Last week. At week the party? Oh, oh my Christ! We have at to the, tell at the, the dinner listeners. party. We went to a, 
Oh my god. Dude. A dinner party of a mutual friend. A mutual friend. Grania. Shout out to Grania. Are you listening? Uh Grania's a very funny lady. She she used to do stand up with us. She's better than that now. She doesn't need she doesn't need the validation. Yeah. But we're still friends because we're we're real people. We, yeah. And Grania invited us over for a dinner party. So it was me, you, Fred, Shane, and then her friends who I hadn't met before. Jane. Claire. Claire, oh, housemate, new housemate, Claire. The two yeah. housemates, yes, her two housemates, stroke tenants. Yes. If we're being honest about <laughs> it. Let's be honest, we're all about the real talk. All about the real. And then, was it James and Keith? Yes. And Keith was on the key show. <laughs> so he had a plate of leaves for dinner <laughs> while we tucked into the carbs. And Poor yeah. Fred was designated driver, so he became our guitar slave for the he evening. He was traumatised, wasn't it? he? Yeah, no, he was fairly, fairly shook. What did I say to Grania? I said to Grania, you should sing Proud, and then she was out the door and she had a sequence dress on. It was funny, yeah. So you were like, Proud, uh, yeah, and she she quickly changed into the outfit <laughs> that she had hanging, just waiting for you to say hall. it. She was great though. Rolling. We were all rolling. hammered though, weren't we? Hammered. And then she I see she puts up a picture many the next glasses, day. Many broken glasses. Was there a lot of broken glasses? A lot of broken glasses. But yeah. Fred thought we were all on drugs or something, didn't he? Yeah, because he went out of off and no, I think we were all on mysterious cocktail number two. Oh, yeah. And then he said to me the next day, he was like, Listen, did everyone I don't have a problem with it, but like, did everyone <laughs> just go off and take loads of drugs? And I was like, No. He's like, but that wasn't drinking. <laughs> it was. Yes, it was. It was. What was, um... As Fred says, my lightweight alcoholic. Yeah. Names. She's my lightweight alcoholic. alcoholic. But then we Dingle. were saying, because it was fun objectifying um, Shane and Fred to that extent, because that's just who we are. Like, we like to subvert gender politics every single day. And, you know, we were saying, oh, we'll have to bring you on the podcast sometime. <laughs> And then we just cackle. And the two lads are like, we'll do it. We just laugh. Oh, yeah. Do you remember, but Grania, so I was dead. I mean, that was... The okay. next day, yes. Oh, I was finished. And yeah. Grania was posting pictures of, I was saying it to you, trekking up and killing Michelle with, with fucking... alpacas. Do you know that friend? Like, Who was that good-looking man she was hanging out with I with the alpacas? Know. But she plied Get us in touch. with drink. We aged about five years. I mean, you sent me a very emotionally <laughs> neat. I mean, for Emma, there was a there was a whack of want off the text you sent me at eleven a.m. Sure, I didn't even get back to you till seven p.m. And it's so not like two, you to be I weak. Two seconds to like, I'm just gonna call out Jerry. It's to t- it's so not like you to be weak. I mean, that's my <sighs> I job. Know, I know. But I didn't learn my lesson. Did you, did you watch the toy show? I was doing a gig in Dundalk. <laughs> Stopping Emma. Same. Shout out to Dundalk. Uh, I watched the toy show. We've actually got great. a couple of listeners in Dundalk. Oh yeah, nice. But sure, yeah, yeah. No, I missed. I missed timed it because I, I just, I don't know. Like when you don't have kids, can you cancel professional obligations to watch the toy show? I know, but I think like is everyone not just watching it? I was I was fairly suspicious of the people who came to the gig. To yeah. be honest, fairly. You feel suspicious. like they were there because they needed an alibi. I think they almost. heard it was on in a hotel, and they just thought it was a very different type of party. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, there were a lot of mirrors in the room, a lot of black walls. 
Mm, that kind of so smell. So I think people were like, when is this really old stripper going to just stop talking <laughs> and do her thing? <laughs> okay, let's talk about what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Let's go for it, babe. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand, stand up and walk out on me? Probably would. Lend me your ear and I'll so sing good. you a song. Thank you, Mama. <laughs> okay, thank you for stealing the moment, the crescendo moment that I've been building up to. Uh, um, okay, so what am I talking Get about? Get fuck out of yourself. The Wonder Years. This week on Up to 90, we talk The Wonder Years. Yes, indeed. Nice um, so The Wonder Years, of course, was a retro comedy drama, dramedy, mm. if you will, uh, series revolving around a kid called Kevin Arnold, King of the Dimples. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it basically followed him and the challenges of growing up in the late 60s, 1970s. It pioneered, uh, it was first aired, uh, well, I should say it was first aired in 1998, 1988 after the Super Bowl. Right, okay. So, I mean, you're talking, I mean, obviously they were at a huge advantage there straight away. Yeah. So people literally went from Americana to Americana. So mm. straight away it just captured everyone's attention because not to get boring and technical, but like it kind of it was like one of the first kind of comedies that um because it was very funny. So it was one of the, it was basically the first comedy that dispensed with canned laughter. And yes. they used that like single camera. So I mean not to get kind of technical and nerdy about it, but it did actually pave the way for loads of other things in that way. Yeah, sorry, I would have never have thought of that now, but now that you say it, it really was it was pioneering yes. in that way. Yeah. And of course, Kevin Ireland, I mean, he was cast when he was 11. How much did you crush on him? Oh, he was very cre- cute. Now, oh, I didn't fancy... I don't, the dimples. I don't think I fancied him. I think for me now, he would have been a little bit too clean. Even as 10-year-old Emma, I would have been like, I'm not going to get into much trouble. I'd be looking for... To be fair, you were you were you were smoking even back then in fourth class. So yeah. you were like too clean, fag in one hand, J D in another. He was very cute. Ringing wasn't up he? Captain America's trying <laughs> to make a book. <laughs> he was super cute. Um yeah. so of course there were great characters in it. I think my favourite was the dad, Jack. Jack uh, Arnold. Yeah. And cutie too, wasn't he, he was such a cutie, great little actor. Yeah. Um he was brilliant and he uh he was great. What I liked about him was was that he wasn't like they didn't disguise the fact that he was kind of disconnected from his kids, yeah. you know. And he was uh he was himself actually a veteran. So he was the one who got it written into the script that Jack would be a Korean uh, veteran. Oh, nice. A veteran okay. of Korea, I should say. So like that kind of played a part. You know the way like he was this angry, grumpy dad. Yes. And like what I really what really resonated with me, so then Lauria Dan Lauria was his name in real life uh, he was played by the actor Dan Lauria and what I what really resonated with me I think was the tension between him and the daughter so you know the way yes. the daughter was very much trying to carve this alternative path she was like a bit of a hippie because of course this was set against like the late 60s early yeah. 70s he was very by the book like traditional dad had been a vet all the rest very conservative in that way and she was trying to branch out so he was always rowing with her boyfriends mm. couple of famous boyfriends one Oh, yeah. uh, I'll come to the most famous one in a minute. Uh, one was the guy who played Aiden. Do you remember Aiden from Sex and the City? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he was one of her boyfriends. And of course, Jack never approved of the BFs. Do you and know what then I heard about the, that they wanted a new Sex and the City 
movie. And did you hear about this? No. They wanted to do Sex and City movie, and the uh, plot was going to be. Oh, I think that light's fucked. Is it the plot oh was going to be like the rest of us? <laughs> the, that Sarah Jessica uh, Parker. What's her character? Carrie. Jeez, I couldn't think there for a second. She was going to be with uh, Mr. Big, and he was going to have a heart attack and die. And then she was going to like kind of end up meeting up with Aiden. Oh, and that was going to be the plot. That's a movie I would like to see. Yeah, but then obviously who put a spanner in the works? Well, of course, Samantha. Yeah, because she's like, well, that's not Sex and the City. That's just a mu- that's just a movie about Carrie. I do think, though. Well, someone I, fair, I do she, think she did Samantha, have something like that. She, I mean, part of me is like Samantha keep a lid on up. But then the other part of me is I do think she gave more to the series. Yes. And she was the real star. So I think that's what, I mean, look, obviously, you know, I haven't spoken to Sarah Jessica Parker for a long while. But yeah. I mean, I do think the bone of contention was who was the real star. But I mean, I think it was Samantha's show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it certainly wasn't fucking Miranda, was oh, it? Oh, God. Honestly, do you know what I hate about being a redhead is when people are like, you're a Miranda. Like nothing about my personality. Might would suggest that I'm a Miranda. Punch you in the face. You might as well just punch That's me in the face. They, did. they really tried to make her look as bad as possible. Some but of the I really they disagreed with the whole sex in the city premise because let's face it, like the woman who enjoys sex gets cancer. Okay, yeah. a woman who's only the only thing she wants in life is just she's stunning. She's basically a bit of a Jackie O for the late twentieth, early twenty first century, and she just wants to have a nice looking husband. She's barren. Okay, yeah. And then the career woman, the woman who wants to be independent, yeah. you know, wants to carve her own niche. She has her own. She has a housekeeper in Manhattan. A housekeeper. In Manhattan, in an apartment that she owns and pays for, That's and of course, the at the end, of you and your fellow, she's a basically m- in Dalky or something, and she is basically niche uh, reference. Remember there, thank you. <laughs> um, hello to our international <laughs> listeners. It's I like love owning a house in Dalky with your partner when you're I in love like the way your late like, Listen, Julie, people mightn't get the Manhattan reference, so I'm just going to take it back to Dalky. <laughs> thank you. Um, and then really Miranda, okay, her yeah. her punishment, like it's almost biblical, her punishment for being ambitious is that she basically ends up clearing up her mother-in-law's shit. Yes. And then Carrie, who has been treated like shit and basically like totally emotionally manipulated and essentially just been like little more than... Um, a fuck buddy mm. for Mr. Big forgives all when he buys her a wardrobe for her shoes. I'm sorry, but like the messages were all wrong. But I will go to Sex and the Movie, Sex and the City movie sex number. Movie. Sex, sex, mo- sex in the Movie. I will go to oh. Sex Movie. I will go Things to Sex well in the Red. City Movie 3, but I will not be happy about it. I okay. feel like I should have watched the show now before. Anyway, um, well, look, I basically ruined all strands of that I show. I loved it. So Jack Arnold was a big fan of him. And then, of course, the mom, Norma Arnold. And you know what I really loved? Again, just like looking back over a few things to this episode, the complexity of Norma Arnold. So Norma Norma Arnold was played by um, Ali Mills. And she was one of these, like she was very much trapped because she was of an era, like almost that Mad Men, post-Mad Men era, yes. where she had aspirations to work outside the home. And do you remember the episode where she has her little pottery 
And Jack actually is particularly cruel in that episode. But of course, he's feeling kind of maybe that he might be emasculated and blah, blah, all that, a bit threatened. And he turns around and says, pottery will get you nowhere. It's and probably, it's such yeah. an upsetting episode looking mm. back because you're like, oh, she just wanted to have a bit of independence. It was probably very much kind of, um, this is my film studies now, but very much commentary on what was happening during the 90s where lots of women yeah. were kind of going back into yeah. the workforce. And Big time. It really paved the way, though, for shows like you know, Malcolm in the Middle. Big time. Just like an ordinary suburban family. like And very much like any town USA. Because we're never told where it's set. And it's funny because some super fans went off like combing the series for clues. Oh so right. like they would look at license place, etc. And yeah, all yeah. the rest. Like the exterior was filmed in Burbank. But people were always trying to like work out where specifically it was supposed to be set. Mm-hmm. Of course, the main, I suppose the main relationship on which the whole show pivoted was... Winnie Cooper and Kevin Arnold. So like mm. this kind of on off romance. And what was lovely about it was it was thwarted. So it wasn't just like happy days, happy sailing. Winnie Cooper, of course, played by, uh, is it Davinia McKellar? And yes, so Davika McKellar. So Davika McKellar, Davika McKellar. Uh, Davika McKellar, Davika McKellar. So Davika McKellar played Winnie Cooper. And I just remember I wanted to look like her so badly. I, know, yeah. I wanted the long brown American shiny hair that's oh, what I wanted and the tan, oh she was stunning but she was nearly pipped to the post by her own sister so Bitch. it was basically a toss up between the two God. and the sister did have a cameo role as a girl that tried to steal Kevin away from Winnie but obviously it was just a smallie but what was nice about the relationship was was that it didn't it j- didn't run smoothly so it was off and on and one of the times they broke up hilariously because do you remember she she like had this massive growth spurt so yes. she was a million miles taller from Kevin so they actually wrote in a breakup because they were like this is ridiculous like this ah, doesn't work Jesus. but then he caught up by the time yes. the next series Roles, they were back together and the main thing with the whole show that kind of marked it as I suppose a bit different and really kind of maybe um, you know kind of added like an extra layer of interest was that it was narrated by the older Kevin Yes. So, like, he was played by Daniel Stern. Yes. So he was, like, giving his opinions and kind of there was, like, obviously this really, like, was this, like, older narrator. So there was that level of comedy as well when he was kind of, you know, looking back and, like, commenting on, like, these little mm. instants or whatever. And, like, there were so many moments that really stood out. I re- Do you remember as well the brother? The brat of a yes. brother who was always giving Kevin such a hard time, Wayne Arnold. Yes. And that horrendous episode, like, I think it's, what is it, Hiroshima Montfrere, and he kills his little hamster. Like, he was oh. just this horrible brother. But of course, what was nice as well was that he was totally misunderstood. So he wasn't cute, he wasn't clever. He was kind of, he was kind of like, Cut out of the dad, oh, bit, wasn't he? big time! And there's yeah. that amazing episode um, in and one Kevin of the later was a series. Mammy's boy. Kevin was a cuny. He was a little mammy's boy. Then Karen was obviously off trying to carve her own niche in this alternate world. Yeah. And Wayne was very kind of like. Um, he was just very at sea and there's this great episode where uh, he actually signs up for the army and it's this really sad like kind of interaction between the dad and with Wayne and basically the dad says look I was never there for you and like all these years you've just been looking for help from me and I haven't been there for you and it's really sad because in that moment he decides that he's not going to go off and fight in Vietnam but his best buddy um, Wart uh, goes off and fights and there's this amazing episode when Wart comes back uh, Wart was Wayne's best bud so oh, he yeah. was a fellow tormentor of Kevin and there's this oh, really 
Do you remember him? I do, yeah. And Ward comes back. Do you remember when he comes back from Vietnam? Mm -hmm. And it's actually really, because what was lovely about the Wonder Years was there was this kind of balance between like, you know, pathos and comedy. So there's this, uh, this episode where he comes back and he says he, like, it's actually quite disturbing now, even looking back, back on it, but certainly as a young person watching it. So he strips himself of all his clothes and he says, because he's obviously having a breakdown, yeah, having yeah, come back from yeah. the war. And he says to Wayne, nothing fits anymore. And Wayne gives him his clothes to wear and they have this big hug. Like really lovely. Yeah. I mean it was such a one, wasn't it, for pulling on the heartstrings. Yeah. Do I you remember I was sorry, I was just looking on my phone there because there's a show at the moment that Ella would watch at home, like we you know, like it's kinda like a family show or whatever. But it's set in the eighties and it's um his it's him now telling the story. What is that? I wonder. I'm is it This Is Us? No. No, and it's you know that comedian. That's How I Met Your mo Mother. No, no, and the comedian that's the narrator. He's actually coming to Dublin soon. Okay. What is that? I wonder. We'll have to look it up. Listener, please the boy help in the us. Show, we have no access the boy to information. The, show, <laughs> the boy in the show is actually called Kevin, and oh, he has glasses and he has blonde that? hair. I want to watch that. But I was like, God, that's very... It's not as, I suppose, heart, pull on the heartstrings as the Wonder Years. Oh, but, I mean, um, the hearts... I mean, listen, there were no heartstrings left yeah. after the Wonder Years. Do you remember Winnie and uh, Winnie and um, Kevin's first kiss? Do you remember where that yeah. took place? No. Was it? it was on a tree stump and it was very sad because it was immediately after the news that Winnie's brother has been killed in Vietnam. So this is what was like so amazing about the Wonder Years is that you have this very average, very ordinary suburban life. But it shows how like real people were affected, like obviously by this huge political turmoil. Yeah. And this horrendous, like catastrophic war that was affecting people like their neighbours, their brothers, their friends, etc. Yeah. So they get news that Brian Cooper is dead and that and Kevin then goes to like their little meeting spot like where the tree is and the tree yeah. stump and Winnie's sitting there crying and he goes over and she's cold she doesn't have a sweater and he puts the sweater on and they mm. have their first kiss and it was both of their first kisses in real life I know oh super cute God. but they have spoken loads but they had this huge mutual cr mutual crush because they were both gorgeous yeah and even actually you know in one of those like where are they now like the way he speaks about her is so gushing like it's oh, really sweet lovely. and they both seem to kind of grow up to be normal adults completely and normal like really nicely so like I mean Winnie basically and actually just another one which I loved was you know what was so lovely about Winnie is that she goes through like these three really awful years when she's trying to grow up and make sense of her feelings so she's lost her brother and then in the yearbook so they're going through one of their off periods and mm. Kevin writes you know this like really like lovely message in the yearbook like very expressive of his feelings etc and she responds with have a great summer but like it was so layered and nuanced because what he didn't know then was was that her dad was leaving them so this is after the death of her brother and right. then she turns around and they meet later on and she says you know my dad is leaving and then she says I miss my brother so there was all these layers of grief to the show I feel like texting uh, the fellow who I went out with now when I was 14 for two weeks and just letting him you, know. You speak. You talk of him all the time. You are. I pitiful. mean, I just don't Where know. Where were the layers? I just don't know. Should you have named your firstborn after him? I mean, I know it wasn't <laughs> up to me, but like you know, I mean, I, 
the, actually another really interesting character, yeah. Paul Pfeiffer, who of course was his best buddy. Yes. Okay, this really geeky guy who basically Kevin kind of treated like a dog's body. Yes. So what was nice was that Kevin was not perfect. There's that scene where he's yes. made to dance, where he was supposed to dance with this really geeky girl called Margaret. Mm. He says no because he thinks about how it can affect his popularity. You know, he's not Mr. He's a Goody. kid. He's a kid. It's yeah. real life. So he basically treats Paul like a dog's body and then they have this big fight when like Kevin's 13th birthday party he chose one to coincide with Paul's bar mitzvah one thing as well which was very important about the Wonder Years it was kind of one of the first um, shows that explored Judaism in the mainstream so like okay. they looked at like say you know Judaic culture and all that uh, but what was great was in this episode which I had forgotten about until I happened upon it there it was in an article from Mental Floss so funny so the lads basically Kevin wants to sneak off to see this X-rated film it's the episode called Carnal Knowledge but of oh, course, yes. what happens is, like, ironically, they go off, they go to extraneous lengths to go to see this film. And Paul Pfeiffer's character, so Paul Pfeiffer, okay, so that's Josh Serino's character, he actually loses his virginity that night. So Kevin is so pissed off when oh, he hears yeah. this because he's usurped him. And it's just brilliant. Like, just the way, mm. like, that's what life is. It just doesn't work out as you plan it. And, like, it just hits you with the unexpected all the time. It really does. Um, what was the thing about that your man who played his friend was actually Marilyn, Marilyn Manson? What was that all about? Well, that was the rumour. So he went off then, um, uh, Josh, so he not, uh, went off to Yale to study law, which right. actually mirrored. So in the last episode, obviously, the Daniel Stern, the narrator, talks about what happened them all after. And he says in it, you know, Paul went off to study law, which like you know art mirroring life that's exactly what happened except yes. he went to Le Yale and when he went to Yale basically because remember like this I mean it sounds ridiculous but like you know I mean you're talking like however many years ago like the internet was still in this kind of like fledgling stage yeah. where these mad internet rumours would start so somebody started an internet rumour that he was Marilyn Manson and at the time, like, so, uh, like, again, really like, Josh, though, didn't he it? was saying, yes, Josh Serena was saying, like, I was getting, like, 20 emails a week from people saying, I know you're Marilyn. But, I mean, no, there, like, there was so no truth kind of in it. Kent thing or whatever. Yeah, so there was no truth in it. So it came to an abrupt end after a couple of seasons because... Oh. um. They came to an abrupt end because, like, it had dealt with many yes, things. Yes, because it wasn't really... Uh, what, how long was it on for? It was only on from 1998 to... Uh, 19, 1988, yeah. sorry, to 1993. Okay. But what was interesting was, was that it came to an abrupt end because, like, basically they were tracing him growing up from 12 to 17. Now, older, kind of, I suppose, more adult themes have been explored, say, mm. for example, through the sister. So when the sister, like, the dad goes mad when he finds the sister and her... New boyfriend, soon no. to be husband, sharing a bed. <clears throat> Do you remember who the new boyfriend was played by? No. David Schwimmer. Oh, yeah, I was actually nearly going to say it, but I doubt it. Yes. Myself. And then they're embracing this say, alternative life. Yeah, but you know. then they're like, you know, they're, it's like they're embracing this alternative life and like they're moving off to Alaska and all this kind of thing. So, like, you know, you could say like those kind of adult themes of like adult relationships and like marriage, etc., were explored to Karen, the sister, to yeah, a certain extent. Yeah. Um, but basically, the guy, the director was saying that they, they explored the years from 12 to 17 with Kevin. And then, of course, when he was 17, it was at the point where they had to start exploring like more adult versions, more yes. adult stages of Kevin and Winnie's relationship. And ultimately, ABC were like, no. 
Like this yeah, has been quite pure. We don't want to taint the brand. Hundred percent. So what was nice about that show was that it kind of it. I suppose it, it like. It knew when to call it a day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before going off and doing the college years and all that kind of cra- crack. And I, I know. think that's what people really appreciated about it. And yes. like, what was nice was, you know, you see the characters changing. And even there's that episode now, it's the one, something like, you know, the, the house that Jack built. And it's like the idea that Jack, it's kind of, you know, Jack is trying to rebuild the house. And obviously that's a metaphor because the family are, you know, kind of, yeah. you know, going through serious changes. And the sister says, I get says, it, Emma. She's like, yourself. I know. And then the sister, sister says oh you know the world has changed and he says well I haven't changed and there's that idea what I liked about it was as a show was that it wasn't demanding of the characters like it wasn't saying okay now let's take these people and transfer them to like a totally different ether so yeah so like basically they knew when to call it a day and what was nice was with the finale it was not a happy ending for people involved. So, spoiler alert! Um, what was nice about it, of course, Winnie and Kevin didn't end up together. Yeah. So, with the voiceover, they talk about you know Daniel Stern's um narration talks about like her going off to France to study art, mm. Paul Pfeiffer going off to study, um, or sorry, Paul Pfeiffer going off to study law. He mentions his brother Wayne, how he took over the furniture business, and of course, the big, sh- well, not the big shop, but the saddest part yeah. is when he references the death of his father. So his father getting a massive heart attack and dying. So what's lovely is there's this scene where Kevin and the father are sitting in the kitchen. So the father's just got word that he's going to be a granddad with the sister, etc. And they're sitting in the kitchen and they're having this chat. And then the camera pans out and Daniel Stern comes in. And there's that wonderful last line. And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back in wonder. And, you know, the camera pans out and then you hear Daniel Stern's real son saying, Dad, you want to play catch in the background? So the idea that like life goes on and, you know, like the cycles of life, etc. I was like, that is just brilliant. Like even watching it back tonight, I was like, it's just... I think class. it's there's a lot to be said as like you know for just leaving the show where it just is just knowing look, when to call it quits no one ended up doing porn did they but there was a bit of a salacious no. rumour one of the reasons why people posited that it was it was finished as well now I mean just to preface this with the main actors have boo 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 this completely Boo 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 this poo 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 this they poo poo this. So there were accusations of flurry of accusations. Now Fred Savage, who have I even mentioned Fred Savage's name up to this point? Probably not. Fred Savage played Kevin Ireland, Arnold, and Jason Hervey played uh, Wayne Arnold. So okay, there were accusations at the time. Uh, when the final series was being filmed, a costume designer accused Fred Savage and Jason Hervey of sexual harassment. So she said that Fred Savage made her um, hold his hand and like made like sexual comments and all that kind of thing. Now they denied it from a hilt and actually only recently Norm the woman who played Norma Arnold, um, Annie Mills, she came out and said it was absolutely rubbish that like Fred Savage was like the nicest guy you could ever meet. Right. But some people posited that maybe that was part of the reason as well. That they couldn't maybe maintain um, the integrity of it because right. obviously these kids were growing up into young men etc. Well, there were a myriad of things going on. They themselves kind of went on to be kind of 
squeaky clean as well. But didn't they were they? normal people. Like McKellar and the girl who played Winnie Cooper, she went off and studied maths. Yes. She's written a series of books, which I think sound absolutely amazing, aimed at promoting. She got a PhD in maths, aimed at promoting maths among teenage girls. Jason mm-hmm. Harvey ended up working in PR. Um, like the mom and the dad in the show just kept on working. They're called jobbing actors, which somebody has to be. Um, and then Fred was jobbing at a stretch I mean jobbing on my best day Fred Savage went on to direct he did he directed It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Modern Family and he was on this show called Grindr again accused of physical harassment and intimidation actually on that set by a costume designer apparently she like um, dusted off some dandruff from his shoulder and he like prodded her arm three times and was like never do that again um, but again, just for the record, Fred Savage totally refuted these allegations. <sighs> That's a Don't bit. dream it's over. Best thing about the show really had to be the music great music yes, yeah. so that's why for years it didn't come out on DVD it is available now it's not yet available was on Netflix Europe it was just the rights I mean yeah. the soundtrack was unbelievable I mean the best I would go as far as to say I'd say the best soundtrack to any TV show ever you see that's the thing when you use music you gots to pay for you it you gots to pay that's why but we you keep know, you singing kids <laughs> we just can't afford to pay for it and I'm going to leave it on um, this note so I'm going to leave it on this note executive producer Bob Rush knew that fans of the series wouldn't be happy that it didn't end with Kevin and Winnie's happy ever after. Now, I know this is a bit like saccharine, gee, to get the fuck over it, but I just think this is a nice note, note, nice note to end on. Some viewers will be surprised that nothing works out the way your fondest wish would be, Brush told the LA Times. Mm. The message I wanted in there is that that's part of the beauty of life. It's fine to say I'd like everything to be just the way it was when I was 15 and I was happy. But it seemed more nurturing to me to say that we leave these things behind and we go on to forge new lives for ourselves. Yeah, that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Do you know there was a show on RT there a few years ago? And it was called... Taking it back. Taking it back. It was called Amber. Did you watch this? Oh, with the missing girl. Yes. Did that come back for a second series? No, do you not remember? So it's the missing girl. Yeah. They're trying to find out where their daughter is, all this stuff. Um, Great series, that first series. Yeah. It was there, there, but there was only the one. Go what on. happens is, right, so it's the final episode. It's like, <gasps> we're going to find out, yes. we're going to find out. And then it ends with her just walking down the last yes. place that they knew she yes. was. And it yes. cuts. I totally forgot And they that. said that, oh, well, on. that's what happens with missing, you know, people cases that, you know, people just don't know what happened to them. There's no answers. Yeah. We're like, you could have showed us. And we're like, this is outrageous. And I, you're like, welcome to the world of people who have actually uh, lost people in the worst possible ways. Get the fuck over yourself, you entitled fucking Egypt. I was, I was pissed off about that for two days. I was pissed off though. Do you remember I will it? Say, well, I think the only thing is, is that I do think the basic structure. It sounded like a cop. I know it was trying to be subversive. Yeah, I get what they're saying about the Wonder but Years. I That's just totally think, acceptable. but that and they did have an ending. They did have an ending. They did have an ending, and like they even just didn't saying, have a happy, happy ending. It wasn't. It was a realistic ending. Like he talks about Winnie coming back. She did come back, but I was married and I had a son. Yeah. And kids, I'm sorry if you're listening and you're under twenty. That's real life. Yeah. Okay. It is real life. It is. You know what I mean? That it's very rare the guy you were writing poetry to in your junior search years is going to be the man 
that you know you settle down with and that you're arguing over the bins for on a totally separate note is that hard to separate the bins is it oh i heard about this yeah is that is it that hard just <laughs> i mean i'm just putting it out there listener but um but yeah anyway uh no it is it is hard 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 yeah, so that's basically it. And look, I mean, had loads of guest appearances from 90s huges, uh, mm. 90s huge people like Alicia Silverstone, etc. Oh, yes. And as we said, David Schwimmer and all those. Um, yeah, so that's basically it. If you haven't seen it, I'd really recommend it. Seth Green, Juliette Lewis, all those were in it as well. Serious cameo. Cameo. Juliette, if you're listening to this, get in touch with someone you trust. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I she think could be doing anything, Julie. She could. She's the type that would work in Marks and Spencers just to be like, I wanted to connect with real people. I I always was a big fan of Julia. That's what I'm saying. But she could actually be working. In I'd Marks be and more Spencers of a fan. Right of, I, I I'd be more of a fan of her than David Arquette. Always struck me as a bit of a prankster. The brother. Oh no, I'm not thinking of her. Juliet Lewis. Is oh no, I'm not thinking of her either. What's the name of David Arquette's sister? Something Arquette, the blonde one. What is her name? Something we can with or isn't it? She used to what? She used to do this show. I used to watch Why my mom. Why are you mixing her up with Juliette Lewis? I don't know. She used to do a show called uh, Look Her Up There. I'll tell you about the show she's in. Is it? She was oh, in a show called or, Oh, I feel. Like you think it's or, a Roxanne oh. or something or a Raquel Rox, or Roxanne? No. Patricia Arquette is her name. It's Patricia Arquette. She did the show called Medium. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you watch that? Yeah. We kind of like... She, you're mad for your crystals. (laughs) You're mad for my crystals, yeah. Uh, She was employed... She worked, like, for the police force. Okay. She was always, like... Where? America, obviously. America, obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) Sorry, America, but obviously. There goes North America. They're hardly going to have bridey with her fucking crystals and her dodgy eye working. They would, actually. I'd say, you know, in the guards, they probably, if it meant that they didn't have to go outside and get their suede shoes wet, they probably would. Are you (laughs) a a Capricorn? Enlist the helper of Claire I knew you were a Capricorn. Um... No, she worked for the police force and she but she always she got a feeling about something, but she'd never figure it out straight away. And she always But there'd be no show if she and didn't you know, figure no, it out straight is, away, this Emma. Is what happened. Oh, Patricia Arquette and Medium, right? The teenagers and I was staring in like, is everything okay? No, They're scared of us let, now. No, let me They're scared of out. us. I need to and listener, let me know if you back me up. Let on me this. know. Patricia Arquette in the show Medium, she worked for the police force, gone around figuring all shy, having visions of about stuff deadly in every single episode the husband that a few kids on the go the husband who she's been knocking around with for years she'd be up in the middle of the night having some fucking OJ at the fridge refrigerator right and he's like you okay sweetie she's like, I don't know I just I just don't think it was that man that did it and he's like come on sweetie you don't come on to bed forget about it and like every episode he never believed her he never, and she's like every week she cracks the fucking case, Judy. It's just like just believe her. You know those pricks of men that say you go the sky's blue, and they go well actually the sky is blue. You're like I just fucking said that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I do is I find it's it. very helpful if you plant a suggestion. So you could say, will we do the bins or will we just watch them pile up? 
And the, you know, your your older half would be like, sure, will we do? Yeah, well, if you want to. Absolutely. I'd have been but you know what? Yet. I was always very suspicious about... Um, but I just, I think it's the thing of when you insist on doing the bins at night, it's going to be a guessing game. Okay, it's going to be a mixed bag results-wise. What else are we talking about? Because it's the, the country. We don't have any outside lighting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just a mixed bag. Is the recycling? Is it not the recycling? Let's find out. Um, it's going well I though. Know, I love him. Love him. He's my favourite ever. Halla, 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 halla. Halla, halla, lift me up. <laughs> that was lift a reference. No, I know what you mean. I always have those American shows as well because they're always getting up in the middle of the night and eating or drinking Aren't out of they? the refrigerator. Mad bastards. But you yeah. then, I mean, after brushing your teeth, can you imagine orange juice in the middle of the night? I know. We're dick. And he's always getting up to see what she's doing. If Shane gets up in the middle of the night and goes and gets something out of the fridge, I'm like, good luck. You walk up to bed with like a double cheese sandwich when oh I'd done a God. shit dinner. Do you know what I mean? I did a would shit dinner. Would he bring it to what he bring what was your shit dinner? Uh Confessions Corner. What was my shit dinner? There's been so many. Oh, oh well. you're a great cook. No, Emma. I'm, no, Shane is such a fucking. What did bastard. you do with the aubergine that time? Oh, I had an aubergine lasagna. Yeah, and that do you was remember lovely. and you produced the homemade pasta and you were like, guess how much this pasta cost? <laughs> no, when when I get it right, I love that game. I do a good job. When I get it wrong, can I get that actually recipe off you? The aubergine. I'm not lasagna. even joking. Yeah, it's just It's just lasagna, but use aubergine. But did you use regular mince? There's no mince. So you use aubergine instead of the mince because I found yeah. a recipe, um, and like the aubergine was instead of the pasta. You can do it either way. Okay, but you went for aubergine instead of the mince. Did I? That was your decision. <laughs> did I? I Based with the choice, no, I that's think what I you did, went I for. I think I did it instead of the mince, like to have a vegetarian dinner. Okay. Do you know the way I'm, I'm like, we'll have a vegetarian We don't need to be eating meat all the time. Yeah, fag hanging out of your mouth. <laughs> vodka, yeah. vodka. What's your fucking hell? language? Yeah. That kind of thing. Okay. Vegetarian. That's me. Okay, right. You were, what were you saying about Shane before we started talking about over machines? Shit dinner. If I make a shit dinner, tell me about your shit dinner. I can't remember, but I tell you what, this would be a shit dinner. If we make carbonara and you have like the lardons, he wants them like uh, cooked to fucking crisp, and I'm quite uh, happy to have. They don't need to be that crispy for me. Shane. Okay, whatever. Back All up, the way. A few, a few of them. No, but I, I still would try and cook it for as long as he wants. But maybe a few of them weren't that crispy, and he'd leave a whole lot and be like, "Oh, it's just." It's not cooked enough for me or whatever. And and then what I did something else and he said to me, That's like oh yeah. I tell you what it was. I did chicken. I did chicken something dish and I just defrosted the chicken fillets and I just it was chicken it was diced already. Listener, you still what this fuck's sake, right? It was diced McGregor! chicken. It was diced chicken and I just defrosted and I put it on the pan straight away. And I hadn't cut off a tiny bit of um, you know, like chicken feta fat mm. on one of the bits, and he just like was like, I can't eat the rest of it. He was like, That's what? like, he was like, That's like a hair in food for me. So if I find a hair in my food, is he fussy about his meat? He's very fussy about his meat. So you see, and that's what he said. He's like, That's like hair in food for me because I have this thing about hair. We were in Nook Rope before hashtag ad, and uh, we're having a sandwich. Amazing selection there, and on I, the parking. <laughs> I got. It was a hair in my sandwich. 
And it's like kind of this open plan, fucking, what you call them things in supermarkets? So you're just like scanning the floor saying, where did I even buy this from? <laughs> yeah, you don't know. But <laughs> I start go, I was like... <laughs> Going up to walk and roll. Listen, can you help me? I found a hair in my BLT. <laughs> if I see a hair in my food, it does something to me psychologically. And I'm like, just the hair in my stomach. And it's, I have to take it out of my mouth. And he's like, you're fine. You're fine. Because he knows. I'm like, no. I start, I'm in the middle of the ground. I start fucking gagging. <laughs> and I can't stop. And I have to stand up. And I'm making a scene now. I'm like, I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to like projectile vomit. In the was middle it a of long knuckle. hair? It was like, I had to pull it out. Do you Ginger, know what I mean? brunette, blonde. <laughs> Isn't it terrible? Because so he was like, that's, that's like hair and food to me. He's like, I can't eat that. And I feel really bad and I say nothing. And then at about half ten at night. You feel bad. That I didn't cut the fat off the chicken. You watched too much sex in the city <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> and then after verbally, like, he cuts you down. And then he's no, like, he look, doesn't. I made extra room in the wardrobe for your shoes. <laughs> he just for your tiny little <laughs> boots. For your tiny little boots. He just brings up fucking eight cheese sandwiches then and a glass of milk. And a glass of milk. milk. Cheese before bed. I know, I know. How does he sleep? I don't well, he's grand, yeah, but that's how I know he's like, Oh, my Emma shit dinners. That surprises me now about the chicken fat. A chicken vein I'd be pretty ick about. It could have been a chicken vein, you see. Um, okay, the chicken vein I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're fairly gross. See, I'm not a big meat eater. Are you not? Mm, how's your father? Okay, <laughs> listen, so I think it's safe to say um, any progress made in the last few weeks, done. Gone. Progress? About what? I mean, we've obviously lost the the listeners. Oh, we've <laughs> lost the listeners. We've now, accumulated sorry. over the last few sorry. weeks. But thanks for sticking with us this far. We had a good run. If you... Um, <laughs> If you can have see, any I can hear, I can for see Jamie, our editor, fucking hacking away at this bad boy. Yeah, Best sorry, Jamie. Up, Jamie. Um, so if you have any um meatless pasta dishes you'd yeah. like to share with us, please do get in touch. Also, don't forget to please review us if you can on iTunes. Appreciate it. Appreciate it hugely. It's hugely helpful. We haven't quite worked out how, and yeah. because we're not that clever, mm. and we're tipping away at the scene, tip behind tip. the scenes. Trying to get organizing. Cool oh, I'm very excited about one now. We confirmed today. Yeah. We won't announce the person, but uh, it's going to uh, be good. Uh. And I mean, the live shows, I'm super excited about them now for yeah. the new year. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely. So people have been getting in touch suggesting venues, and we much appreciate it. So, and also, keep, we're going to keep, keep the info. Yeah, coming. and we'll have like a few tickets and stuff for peeps as well. So please do get in touch if you would be interested in going. Yeah, and we'll, we'll sort out the. Uh, well, iron it all out and all that shite. But please tell a friend, share it. If you can share it in your stories on the old Spotify, oh, it's yes. very easy to share. Thank you, Gorda Rochford, for showing us that little trick the last oh, week. Yeah. Gorda Rochford of those conspiracy guys, if you fancy sure getting you all conspiratorial. I don't know if you can do it on other uh, apps. Like Facebook and stuff. Are people still using Facebook? Is no, that what's I mean, happening? I don't know if you can do it on like... Uh, I know you can't, but like Castbox or something, for example. But I know on Spotify, if you listen to it on Spotify, you can share 
and you can share it directly into your story. So if you you know if you don't want to fucking commit to the old grid situation or no, whatever, let's not do it. You know what I mean? If you just, don't want to, just don't do what you are comfortable with. <laughs> and that stories. notes, the teenagers are now um kind of dashing over. Yeah, um, I think one is dashing in our direction. Made a hand with that joint anyway. Yeah, I know. Look, we'll, we have to go and sort Kids, this out for sure, them. what can you do? <laughs> um, I've been Sheenie J. I've been Emma Doran. See you later. Thanks. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.